Welcome to Confidently Curious. I'm Amanda. And I'm Mia Rose. And we are so excited for you to join our live chat today. Hello, hello. Welcome to Confidently Curious. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Mia Rose and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Amanda. Hey, everybody. So excited to be here. Amanda, I'm so excited. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long time coming. When did we first start talking about potentially starting a podcast together? Oh gosh, it's probably only been a few months, but I feel like in spirit, it's been much longer than that. Um, So this is really exciting and just came about so naturally, Mm -hmm. um, which is so beautiful about it. So yeah, I'm thrilled to be just jumping right in. Absolutely. I think that's really how our relationship has been. Yes. Very organic and natural. And when we express what we're passionate about and what our goals are, we seem to be incredibly aligned. So to have it come to fruition through this podcast, we're really grateful to have this opportunity in this platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we were thinking for our first episode was more or less just an introduction, like you and I getting to know Mm -hmm. each other on a deeper level, um, informing those who are listening of why we wanted to start this podcast in the first place, what we hope to accomplish, and then, you know, kind of going from there. Um, So I'd love to just start off by asking you, like, what was your first introduction to health and wellness? And kind of how did you get to be (laughs) where you are now? It's a little bit of a loaded question, but I'd love to hear your origin story. I love that question. I think it's so important to really think about the why and why we're doing everything. Um, But I'm, you know, especially when starting new projects or a Mm -hmm. new business. Um, So it's something I've been thinking about quite a bit. Um, But I guess, um, you know, my why and how I came to health and wellness really started um, probably about like 12 years ago, really when I became an adult. I, looking back now, I realize that I have struggled with anxiety since I was a child. I did not know it at the time. Right. Um, But when I look back, there were all the signs there. Um, And, you know, a lot of my earliest memories are around feeling anxious and Mm -hmm. um, trying to manage that as a little person who didn't really know what these feelings were and what was going on. Um, and it just became more severe as I got older, I think, which is the experience for a lot of young women, um, and really why I want to be a health coach. And really, I think my ideal demographic that I would love to work with is younger women, you know, and helping to empower because, you know, our, our teens, early twenties is a scary time, a time of a lot Mm -hmm. of change and instability, um, Yeah. So when I was in college, I really was kind of in the thick of it with my anxiety while Mm -hmm. also studying mental health and mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I identified a lot with what I was, what I was learning. Um, you know, and long story short, I had seen a counselor at my college campus, which I'm very grateful for. And they told me that I just, I not just, but I had generalized anxiety disorder Mm-hmm. And I felt such relief to just have, yeah, hear it, 
Yes, to hear it, to have something to identify with. Um, but then the next conversation was here's a prescription of, of 30 milligrams of Paxil, which I had never been on prescription medication in my life. Not against it at all, but um, I had seen, I had sat with that doctor for about 30 seconds before. Of course you did. Yeah, mm. before I was written the prescription. And I tried it, and it wasn't for me. Um, and that's when I really was like, with my, uh, you know, diagnosis, if you will, I said, you know what, let's Google this. Let's see what else is out there and what other alternatives there are, um, for my own healing and kind of like getting to the root cause. So, um, I discovered yoga and, um, herbal therapies, aromatherapy, exercise, Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that I still use today to really, you know, keep my health in check. And so, um, yeah, that's wow. kind of the, the mm-hmm. you know, brief summary of, of how it started. And of course, you know, that was quite a few years ago now. And, you know, there's been many twists and turns, but absolutely. Yeah. That's what got me started. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, hear so much of your story in myself and yeah. other women who have experienced similar things and that validation of hearing a diagnosis or hearing Absolutely. a label in some ways can be liberating of like, wow, I'm Absolutely. not the only person who deals with the situation and there's something I can do about it. And Absolutely. you tried medication and then it wasn't your path and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about bio-individuality with a lot of my members and clients yes. and probably my favorite term in health coaching but to see that you did the work and you still are doing the work right like anxiety is something that is not who you are but it's a part of you and it's a part of your journey right and to know that seasons of your life require different tips and tricks and tactics and techniques to keep you where you want to be is super important to acknowledge. And I I really commend you for all the hard work that you have done and are continuing to do to make sure that you are showing up to be the best version of yourself and for your clients, because that's really inspiring. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. And it's so true. You know, no matter what path you go down, um, it is always a long path. And I Mm -hmm. often say to, you know, my clients as well, or people I'm working with that, you know, there's never going to be a point where you've reached the finish line and they're like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) I'm healthy. I am am health. I am light. (laughs) That's never going to happen. It's always, um, you know, for your whole life. And you should hope that, right? Right. You hope that you're always growing and evolving. And for your whole life, you're going to be trying to figure it out. Really. And like you said, different parts of your life, there's going to be different challenges and yeah. different things that are going to work well for you. Um, and so that's definitely, you know, and looking back at that time, there were some parts of it that were really hard. And I could say I regret, but um, it's a learning lesson. It's a learning lesson. Exactly. Yeah. And to come now into health coaching at this part of my life, I can really look back and you know, hopefully use what I've learned to help, mm-hmm. um, you know, help empower others or Absolutely. just, you know, guide them along the way. Um, that's the beauty of health coaching, right? We're mm-hmm. not saying we know all the answers. We're right. saying we're, we're here to guide you and ask questions. And Absolutely. you're ultimately the one figuring out the answers and doing the Absolutely. work. We're just here to say, where, where does that needle need to be pointing? Exactly. <laughs> anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When you have a coach or 
anyone, a friend, a doctor, someone mm-hmm. that you relate to who has had similar struggles or has similar strengths to you, um, it makes it a little bit easier because you know the questions to ask and you know um, the recommendations to suggest or to make. So, um, yeah. 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 What about you, Mia? Yeah, it's it, it's it's tricky to kind of sum it all up like, <laughs> like I asked you, but um, I grew up playing sports my whole life. I was a, a pretty active kid, but I would also mm-hmm. say I suffered with severe anxiety, but mm-hmm. didn't recognize it. Yeah. But I had chronic pain since I can truly remember. I have wow. vivid memories since childhood of having extreme abdominal discomfort. Wow. And I developed food phobia, really, because if I ate certain foods, the mm-hmm. painting was exacerbated. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my anxiety was stemmed in the fact that I felt so uncomfortable in my own body. Of course. And had a really difficult time navigating different social situations, big or small, mm-hmm. um, advocating for myself and communicating to others because I didn't want to be known as the sick girl or the girl in pain. I wanted to be known as the fun, active, happy, free-spirited girl that I really strive to be. And then, you know, as the years progressed, it got worse and worse. And Mm. when I was in college, I had to drop out for a 14 months. At the time, I thought it was indefinitely. At the time, I thought I was going to pull out for sure. Um, came home and I went to the doctor and seemingly overnight I had seven different diagnoses more or less had two surgeries scheduled within a month of each other Mm -hmm. and then took another year to recover and my life was flipped upside down right like I went from having a social life and playing soccer in college and trying to cope with my own mechanisms that continue to fail but I tried so hard to not let it be my reality and then it got to a point where it was too much for me to bear on my own Mm -hmm. so during the time of recovery I was encouraged to try yoga and at first I completely scoffed at the idea (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to running and pushing and lifting weights you're going to tell me to go to mat and be still (laughs) absolutely not Mm -hmm. so I literally googled the hardest yoga studio in Atlanta oh my goodness (laughs) I I love it just as a like, um, yeah, just to, like prove the doctors wrong in some capacity. So I walked into the yoga studio, and of course it was heated, and of course I was sweating <laughs> within moments and humbled to the core. And went up to the yoga instructor afterwards, and I was like, "How do I do what you're doing?" And I signed up that day to become an instructor. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Wow. So I came home and my mom and dad were like, how, how was your first yoga class? Like, well, I'm going to become an instructor now. <laughs> so I guess it was good. I drank the Kool-Aid and. Oh um, my goodness. I 200 hours plus later, I was an instructor and <laughs> I wow. went back to university and I finished my collegiate career, more or less teaching yoga rather than playing mm-hmm. soccer. So I taught yep. a variety of athletes and. Wow that was a fun experience to see like rugby players and then lacrosse teams play and then <laughs> softball and then soccer. So it was kind of fun to see how yoga resonated in different amazing. body types. Um, oh, that is yeah. amazing. <laughs> so I, I guess I started with yoga and from there went to personal training and 
um, coaching and teaching mm-hmm. full time. And then I really needed to embark on this health coaching career, not only for my yeah. personal self, but just for career aspirations. I thought this was definitely the path that I wanted to pursue. And um, it was the best decision I could have made. And one thing led to another. And I think that the idea of coaching yourself and coaching others Absolutely. is really empowering because it gives you the tools. You have Absolutely. everything you need with inside of you to make changes yeah. and asking for help is so important, but believing in yourself mm-hmm. um, is even more important. And I think that that's something health coaching really tries to promote. So uh, it's, it's helped me along my journey in so many ways to manage and cope with my pain and my anxiety, but also right. to overcome it and to, to take ownership over my situation. Wow. So that's so, so that's great. it. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I just have to laugh because my first experience, this just shows like, I think we're similar in so many ways, but some so of our many. differences. <laughs> my first hot yoga class, I signed up with a friend um, and I threw up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no way. I did not at the end of the class think, oh, I'm going to be a yoga instructor. That came like 10 years down the line. But the first one, I was like, this is torture. This is inhumane. (laughs) Why am I doing this? Is this legal? (laughs) Exactly. Is this legal? I don't think so. Um, That is so funny. What a... But what is that's our only thing like a big discrepancy, (laughs) I feel like (laughs) for sure. But I just love um, that story. It sounds like you were so called to do yoga and to Mm -hmm. teach yoga and to um, really integrate that into your life. That Mm -hmm. that first class, you just felt called to be a teacher. It really just resonated with me. And I'm a pretty impulsive person by nature, I would (laughs) say. And I knew that I wasn't suffering for no reason. Like I knew yeah, there had to be a purpose for, for sure. all the pain that I've been through. And I was angry at that point too. Mm. I was angry with the fact that I had to take a time off that I mm. was excluded from yeah. life's biggest events in my opinion. And I wanted to kind of fight back a mm-hmm. little bit and I needed a little bit of fight because there were seasons of my life where I was done fighting. Right. There were yeah. seasons where I was like, I, I can't keep going on this way. And I yeah. think, Entering the yoga studio reminded me that I still have a fight in me. I still uh-huh. am not ready to give up, but I'm still ready to make changes. And, um, you know, I don't think at the time I could see the, into the future enough to know yeah. that I wanted to empower others. Right. I think at the time I was like, I need to escape suffocating because yeah. I was so sick and ill. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to see the light, I was like, there's other men and women out there who yeah. probably are experiencing the same feeling, if it's not necessarily the same illness or pain symptoms, they, they could be suffocating in their own way. They could be really mm-hmm. struggling and maybe yoga could be a source of liberation or maybe personal training could be a way for me to connect with them and for members to feel empowered in their own physical capabilities. Um, and so that's really why I got into the health and wellness industry is because it had failed me so long. Like for mm-hmm. so many years, I felt like I was failed by the system and I wanted to kind of change that for for a wider audience and if even if I could only touch a handful of people I felt I felt a little bit better about what I had been through wow man that is so beautiful (laughs) like brings a tear to my eye (laughs) um 
That's so beautiful. And something you had said earlier really stuck with me in that you said something like you um, didn't want to be known as someone who was not feeling well or sick and um, you wanted to be this person who was free spirited and fun. And it stuck with me because you are that person Mm -hmm. who was free spirited and fun and beautiful and light and radiant. Um, and that's who your soul is. And, um, I see it so, so clearly, um, you know, and this is the thing where we're put on this earth with a body and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, this is our vessel for the time that we have right now. Um, and it's also something nice to remember. I think when, um, working with members or clients or whomever, Mm -hmm. um, because we are so hard on this body yeah. <laughs> and you know, your body was so hard on you and put, we put so much importance, um, especially around the way we look, Oh my goodness. um, yeah. you know, on this physical body, but you know, just kind of remembering that it's not necessarily who we are and, um, yeah, tapping into You're that so spirit sweet. inside You're of so us. Sweet. I probably could have that written on my mirror every day. <laughs> I think it's such a, an important reminder. And yeah. like, I could preach that all day long to totally. clients and friends and, you know, and celebrate their own individual uniqueness and beauty. And sometimes it's hard to remember that for yourself, especially if oh, for sure. anxiety is talking to you or pain is interrupting. It's so for easy sure. to jump to those negative head spaces, but, um, I think it's really important to celebrate what your body has done for you because I think I, I tend to complain or to be upset with my body when it's not working, but mm. I really recognize the times that it is working, which Absolutely. is more often than not. Right? right. Like, thank you for letting me go on this walk today. Thank you for right. letting me um, participate in this yoga class. Thank you for letting me spend time with my family and friends for an entire mm. afternoon. You know, all those little moments are thankless and I, think it's important to bring gratitude, bring mindfulness to those little moments that we take for granted. And I'm speaking for myself right now because I know I do this way more often than not. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to bring that gratitude back. Absolutely. It, um, kind of getting woo woo here, but (laughs) it like, it woke me out of a sleep the other night was this like voice telling me to stop being so fucking hard on myself and hard on my body. Um, It's something that I've really been struggling with and um, not, I don't want to say struggling with, I've been working through is perfectionism um, in my expectations for myself, of my body, of others. Um, And I, yeah, you know, it just, it woke me out of a sleep. Yeah. And I think the message was so strong because you know, we look at this past year, um, how many people, you know, aren't able to go for a walk with their loved ones today, like you said, or cannot breathe on their own. And, um, yeah, it's a reality check. It's a reality check. Exactly. I, I thank you for sharing that because I, I know how hard that is to feel. And I remember the moment where I was woken up about that as well. And it was, Relatively recently, I was standing in front of a mirror and I just started ripping into myself, verbalizing it out loud. And my boyfriend came up to me and he was like, do not talk about my favorite person that way. And it was, the look on his face was like, I hurt his feelings personally. I personally offended him. Mm -hmm. 
And I like was holding back tears of like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, that's, that's not acceptable to just mm. start talking about yourself that way. Can you wow. please be nice to yourself? And I had to literally look at myself in the mirror and say the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> and I loved that challenge because yeah. I've never done that before. But I realized in that moment how sad it is to hear someone you love so deeply. Oh, my goodness. Start criticizing themselves. Because if I heard you say the things in your head, I would be like, that's not a, that's not okay. We need to change mm-hmm. the narrative, right? Like, yep. I would be the first to interrupt someone else. But like you said, we're, the, we're, we're our hardest critics. And sometimes it's helpful to think of what, what would my mom say right now or what would my best friend say or my boyfriend or, totally. you know, my colleague. How would they interrupt this thought process? Totally. Because it kind of can bring you back to reality pretty quickly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And you know, not just people that you love, but true. Yeah. You know, I, of course I love you, but like anyone (laughs) that you admire or anyone you pass by on the street, how many times do you pass by someone on the street and you're like, Oh, look at her. She's so confident or he um, has such a beautiful voice or the way he walks or she, whatever. And you know, these are people you're just passing in the moment. And could you imagine what that does for others, what that could do for others' self-esteem. If they hear someone that they pass and they're like, wow, Mia Rose is such a beautiful teacher. She's so graceful. She's so elegant. And to hear her say these things about herself, you know, at a certain point, especially as a health coach, and this is where it gets tricky, Yeah, is that you – you almost feel like you have to do better for yourself, but also for others because you want to be a good role model. You're held accountable by people who look up to you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Whew. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. And I think it's important that we start to change the conversation. And I think, you know, society and diet culture, if you have it or social media, we are overwhelmed with, beauty standards oh, that yes. are just <laughs> ridiculous. And I could, we could have a whole nother podcast simply about beauty standards. And state For society. Sure. But I think it's about throughout the day, we have to learn what to say yes and what to say no to, what mm-hmm. to really absorb and what to let go. And I think that on days where I'm a little bit more vulnerable, or a little bit more anxious, those are the days I probably shouldn't check social media as much. I probably right. shouldn't, you know, right. compare myself to others as much. Those are the days where I should do a little bit more introspection and grounding work and yeah. connect with loved ones and disconnect from yeah. external sources. So I think it, a lot of it has to do with like that self-regulation, which is so tough to do, but essential. Yeah, so tough. And I think um, it's like such a great segue into why we wanted to create this podcast, too, is that, um, you know, I think that as a culture, we're getting better about talking about some of these tough topics, um, but not nearly there yet. Um, And we've seen it a lot this past year, I think, in health and wellness of whether it's spiritual bypassing or whitewashing, um, there's so many topics in this field um, mm-hmm. that are almost taboo to talk yeah. about. Or mm-hmm. maybe you're not seen as good vibes only if you bring <laughs> it up. <laughs> and, you know, it's bullshit. We're all, um, yeah. you know, individuals trying to navigate through this society and humans having a human experience or souls having a human experience. And, um, I think it's important to to talk about and to dive to dive into it, even if it's uncomfortable. Um, but really, to 
open the conversation. I couldn't have said it better. You're absolutely right. We are confident in the fact that we don't know all the answers, but we are confident in the fact that we're curious. We want to know and we want to facilitate these open and honest conversations and admit, hey, we're trying to learn and navigate this as well. Will you join us in talking about difficult conversations? Because we hear it, right? We hear this noise and we hear this clatter. We can read about it. We can listen to podcasts. We can talk about it here and there, but are we actually sitting down and willing to do the work and say, right. here's a topic that makes my skin crawl. Um, let's dive mm-hmm. headfirst into it. Let's talk to an expert. Let's talk to someone else who may give us more of an insight. Absolutely. So I'm excited for the uncomfortable, the difficult conversations yes. that we're about to embark on and learning how to absorb this information into our own realities and maybe setting boundaries and redefining expectations. All these things are incredibly important. And absolutely. Um, yeah, it's going to get sticky. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm excited too. And be something that I've, you know, since kind of brainstorming with you about this idea, I've, I've just looked at other spaces or teachers or mentors in this community. And I'm based in New York city Um, and have a pretty decent community and network here of, um, you know, wellness practitioners. And it's an amazing, amazing community. Um, But what I do see is there's a vast range of people who are willing to do the work or have those conversations. Um, And, you know, that it's it's understandable, right? Of course, in any career, um, any, yeah, any circle, there's going to be a range, right, of people. But, um, you know, you would like to think that people are going into this field with the best of intentions and mm-hmm. and really pure intentions. And, and so kind of just being aware of that and looking at, you know, what are we brushing over here? Mm-hmm. What are we not supporting that we really should be supporting as a community? Um, I so love that. important. Yeah, I think that's so, so helpful to talk to those who are willing to be brave enough to initiate these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to hear the proud and brave voices that you bring on and to have these conversations and for me to do the same and know that we um, have so much potential to engage in these conversations that we can carry in application, right? Like I want to have right. something that gives us a little bit of light work, a little bit of homework, you know, yes. what are the next steps, right? Yes. We can hear this beautiful conversation, but then like, what are we going to do about it? I what is the that. next step? What are the action steps that we can do? So I think something that we can challenge a lot of the guests that we have is wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Now, now, now what? Now, yes. How can we rally and support behind you in something that's feasible and applicable and something that you can do no matter if you're in New York or if you're in Charlotte or anywhere else in the country? So I love that. I love that. And I already have an idea for what we can do for today. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, um, Yeah, but before we wrap up, I was just thinking, like, maybe we should just give, also give, like, a synopsis of, you know, who we are, where we're calling from, (laughs) (laughs) and maybe what our strengths are, and, um, you know, what we're hoping as as individuals to bring to the conversation. I love that. That's wonderful. Well, my name is Mia Rose. I live in Charlotte, (laughs) North Carolina. Um, Amanda and I met through work and I'm a health coach 
And essentially my job entails working with clients or members and navigating their health and wellness from a metabolic standpoint. And I love it. It's truly a dream job. Prior to full-time health coaching, I was a personal trainer and a yoga instructor. So a lot of fun, but not the most like sustainable job if you're <laughs> teaching 20-something classes a week. Um, I would say in general, I love to connect with people. I love to talk. Mm. I love to empower them and inspire them to do something outside of their comfort zone. I commonly say, how are you going to seek discomfort today? Shout out to Yes Theory, which is my favorite YouTube channel. <laughs> they kind yes. of um, sparked that interest. But more than anything, I, I think life's too short to live within the small confinements mm. that we define. And I want to break out and challenge others and feel challenged. So that's, that's kind of the perspective that I like to view the world as. I love that. Let's grow together. Let's not be stagnant. Stagnation is one of my greatest fears. So whatever I can do to get slightly uncomfortable is, <laughs> is where I'm at. <laughs> that's great. I love it. So I think it really ties in well with confidently curious in the sense of we're going to have conversations that are uncomfortable and we'll, you know, ask you of something, ask the listeners, ask ourselves of something. What can we do with the knowledge that we have now and how can we start to implement some change in our little circle or in a larger yeah. sense? Yes. I love it. Great. What about <laughs> you? Where are you calling from? Yes. So I'm Amanda um, and I am calling from New York City. Um, and yeah, so me and I work together. Um, yeah, so I'm a health coach currently. And previously, I came from education. So I was working for a really highly competitive charter school, which we can get into uh, maybe in another episode about burnout and work life balance, um, because that was definitely another part of my life that really accelerated right. my career, my um, trajectory into health coaching and wellness. Um, but what's so beautiful about it is that all of these different backgrounds have really merged into one. So psychology and mental health, education, and then I studied um, holistic health uh, post-grad. So for a while there, Amazing. I was kind of like, I feel like I'm a jack of all trades. What am I doing? How is this going to come together? And it really did um, so beautifully. And yeah, I'm yeah. so grateful for that to kind of be at this point where I feel like I can use all these different skills. Absolutely. Um, it's a beautiful collage of yes, all these skill sets. It is. Mm -hmm. And they're all very related. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, how did you end up doing that? But, you know, if you really look deep down into all of those paths, um, yeah. there's a lot of common goals there, which yeah. is helping others, connecting, inspiring, um, educating. So um, yeah, mm -hmm. so that's that. And, um, I guess like I had mentioned before, I think, you know, one of my strengths and what I feel like is my real purpose in life is to empower others to be their best selves and their most radiant and biggest expression mm -hmm. of themselves. Um, I, I just, I really see it in so many different ways, but in career and in our health, mm -hmm you know, we're kind of often kept in a box or told that we should stay in a certain yeah. box or in a certain lane. Um, you know, and I, I know that that's not the way that it has to be. And so, right. um, yeah, just walking that path with everyone together and, you know, <laughs> trying to expand. 
I love that. And I can t- attest to that as being in your team under you, just oh. like learning from you and um, all of the members who um, are part of your team are so grateful. Like we learned so, so much from sweet. you. So seeing all of these other wonderful coaches thrive and shine, I think has so much to do with the leadership that you bring into our lives and the inspiration and the, the, the tangible and emotional support that you offer helps so much. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I so lucky. that. I really do. It's been such a, uh, blessing and a joy to work with other coaches in this capacity. You know, I've, I've managed teachers in the past and obviously many, many children. <laughs> um, but it's something different when you're working with um, like-minded people whom um, you not only respect, but really admire. And um, yeah, it's, it creates a magical yeah. environment. And I, you know, I hope that that's what comes to be with this podcast I feel it I, <laughs> feel I know it. me too just working with you and having these conversations because um yeah. I just think that uh inspiring each other is just yeah the way to go right oh it's so natural we yeah hold each other accountable and keep it inspiration going I'm so yes. here for it can't wait for all the future episodes to come so if you have suggestions or um, guests that you want to bring on, please let us know because Absolutely. we would love to take any suggestions of topics, um, of concerns, of big awkward questions that you have. This is the place that we'd like to discuss it. I love that. I love yeah. it. I'm so excited. We love feedback. So we love feedback. <laughs> it helps coaches um, thrive on feedback. <laughs> totally, totally. So send it our way and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really excited about this. So, so excited. Yeah. What is our, what is our light work for? Today? Yes, I love this. So I think we might have to think of like a clever, curious yeah. homework name it. for it. But I definitely love journaling. Um, yeah. I think it's an underutilized tool. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens is when we journal and are writing, um, our subconscious really can come through. And yeah. I was so resistant to it for a long time. I was like, I can just do a voice note. I can just, <laughs> I can just talk to myself internally, even though I just do that all day. And, <laughs> and I'll get the same thing out of it. But journaling really is special. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, that you're sitting there for 45 minutes with your notebook. Right. But it could be something for literally a minute or two, just free write. Um, you know, even some of, like, the members that I coach, if they're resistant to journaling, I said, just do a to-do list and then see what comes of it. You know, yeah. start there. But um, that's my little journaling tangent. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But I've I think been meaning that, to get back into it. Yeah. But I think that our work today um, could be to journal on our listeners' why. We really Mm. had the opportunity to dive into our whys um, and they might change from day to day or from week to week or year to year. Um, But using this as an opportunity of um, going in in, inside and just thinking about why I'm doing this work, maybe why I want to learn more about health and wellness. um, I love it. And just sitting with that. I think that's amazing. I want to share when, when we have our next episode. Yes. Some little tidbits from our from our journal entries. I think that's a fantastic idea. Perfect. 
I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. This has been such a pleasure. I know. So fun. I know listeners can't see, but you and I are video calling right now as we're recording this. And I don't think either of us have smiling (laughs) this entire time. I'm like noticing my cheek muscles are a little sore right now. But I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to do this and so grateful to be working with you and just ready for what's to come and all of the conversations and um, episodes to come. So excited. Me too. Thank you so much, Mia. And um, yeah, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next one already. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll be coming here before you know it. Um, so thank you so much for listening. This was Confidently Curious and we will be back with a new episode very, very soon. Until then, um, have a wonderful rest of your day and journal about your well. We'll see you next time. Thank you.